Welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. And way beyond this week. Way beyond. Way beyond. Because we've, we've got quite an, an NRL flavour this week to the, to the special and everything this week for the feature. I know, yeah. So we, we are sort of way beyond the M62 this week. Yeah. Expansion pod. Yeah. In a way. Uh, Get some listeners in Australia. Yes. We had one from India last week, though. Did we? Apparently. Excellent. Must was, have, was that we stuck it for a cricket podcast <laughs> or something. <laughs> oh, well done. No tennis watching this week? No, well, not only on the telly. So we're, we're, we're back to recording on a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, plenty to talk about this week. Lots of news. Um some good reviews, and we've got a feature this week on the NRL Players Poll, which lists, which asks 100 players across the NRL uh, lots of different questions about the, not just the players themselves, but the state of the game as well. So there's some interesting thoughts there, so we thought it'd be worth having a feature. Uh, and also we've got a feature about uh, England versus the NRL as well, haven't we? Yes. It, it mixed in with that. So... Plenty to look forward to this week, I think. So, shall we start, as we usually do, with the NRL? Uh, yes, why not? Okay. Is there any match in particular that you want to start with? Um, I think maybe um, the Sharks and the Panthers, because it's two weeks on the trot that the Panthers have suffered from state of origin, isn't it? That just shows they're no good without those nine players, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Here's a tip for the NRL. Don't be that good. You won't get picked for origin. And then you have to do like a Leeds where you pick your moment to come good. <laughs> Panthers and win it from fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they'll be all right once they get those players back, won't they? Yeah. They nearly, they, nearly they nearly won this one. I was say, they come from 18-0 down, didn't they? Yeah, to go 18 um, uh, all. Yeah, and then it, it it took a Sean Johnson drop goal. What took, a drop goal. It was an ugly-looking drop goal, wasn't it? <laughs> I watched the replay about five times and thought, has that gone over? Yeah, it wasn't um, the best-looking. It, it wasn't like Valentine Holmes, was it, the other week? No, not at all. And uh, I think Sean Johnson has come out after the game, hasn't he, and said... <clears throat> to potential suitors after being told by the Sharks that, that, that they won't be re-signing him. He's like a sort of issued a statement of, come and get me then. You'd love to see him in Super League, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. I'd be surprised if he did, to be honest. I feel like there's, you know, especially with the state of some of the teams in the NRL at the minute, that would definitely take a, a punt on him. The only thing I will say on that is that I've always believed there's a much better chance of getting Kiwis into Super League. Oh yeah, than, because than there is Aussies. Yeah, because of the, because of the kangaroo and the star origin. origin yeah, it's like an unwritten rule, isn't it? They, they play over it. They don't get picked. They don't get picked. Kangaroos. Don't even think it's unwritten. Maybe, maybe. Um, but and I always think you get more of a chance with the Kiwis and 
the Pacific Islanders. Yeah, definitely. So, but yeah, uh, but I'm sure they'll be okay. Um, another comeback. What a game! Game of the season. This one. Titans thirty four, Roosters thirty five. Yeah, real, real good try. Um, Roosters just finding a way. We said it. We say it every other week now that the, the, the Roosters just keep finding a way of winning. Well, they actually went behind. They were about was it twenty eight four or something? I think it was. And the Titans come back to lead. Um, was it I think thirty four thirty or something? And then they scored in the they scored in the corner in the in the last minute. The yeah. Roosters to equalise. Thirty points to four down with twenty five to go. I think they were. Yeah, the Titans. Amazing. Um, I mean, our Titans are my team, but that Angus Crichton try for the Roosters was definitely a double movement. Oh yeah, he just uh, uh, he crawled across the line. He promoted his arm. his way across the line. The commentators said that. Then can you can you go across like a worm now? Yeah. If you get a chance to watch, if you've not seen it, and you get a chance to watch that. I, I I despair with that decision. I just think that's absolutely ridiculous. Definitely. Um, I, I didn't think it was a try. I'm surprised they give that, to be honest. And um, But I did like the Sam Walker try, Lachlan Lamb, with a great little run to, yeah. to set him up. Um, and I'll tell you what else was funny. Um, the um, Fogarty try, where he took a quick tap. Great stuff, because it's innovative. I get the feeling that when over here they blew the whistle and brought him back for taking it too quick. Yeah, but they were saying that the, the Roosters were complaining that the trainer was on the pitch, the physio was on the pitch looking at a player and he ran in between That's the right. player getting treatment and, and the physio. But the commentator was screaming that he sidestepped the, the physio. <laughs> I, I personally didn't think, because he, he, the physio was on the left-hand side of the player as he was running and he ran to the right-hand side of the player. I didn't yeah. think, actually think it was that bad. No, I didn't. But um, quick thinking. Yeah, it was good. You, I like them. I was going to say as well, um, every time I see him, Jamal Fogarty, he impresses me more and more every week. Definitely really impressed me in this game. Yeah, really and I think me. I've noticed him for the last couple of weeks. He's played in a struggling team, but he's really impressed me over the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I thought what was interesting there was that they trusted the 18-year-old to, to take the um, the drop goal at the end. Yeah, and, uh, and he nailed it. S- split the pose, it went right down the middle. Yeah, so a couple of real sort of like just interesting little snippets from that game, I thought, for the future. Yeah, really good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, when the, when the Titans are 30 points to four down, thinking it's dark, you know dead and buried, and then all of a sudden they hit the front. Yeah. And then, you know, the Cavalu the, for the final try, to put it 34 all, it was a great finish. So, yeah. yeah, it was an excellent game, really entertaining. Um, do you want to do you want to drag out your your NRL T-shirt again? Yep, it's back in business. Back in business, which yep. is uh, no ponga, no party, <laughs> <laughs> and there was no party for the Knights this week. Um, after they got beat by the Bunnies, twenty four ten. Yes, another hat trick for Alex Johnson. I, I know he's is he the most underrated. Winger in history. I don't know, he seems to get a trick every week. He's, he's just like, but he never really comes to mind, does he, when you talk about great wingers and stuff? I, I think he has less flashy finishes than some of the others. Yeah, that's, yeah. 
but he's just there and he gets a lot of walk-ins, I think, from that left hand from that left edge of the bunnies. Yeah, I think he's dude and throwed from from wing and fullback as well, hasn't he? But he's some winger. Talking of fullbacks in this game, I don't I don't think that Latrell Mitchell is a fullback. Do you know? No. I don't see him enough. I don't think he's enough he, he gets run down. I don't think he's enough pace. I don't I think some of his decisions um, when he makes a break and he and then he makes a pass that uh, I just I, I don't think he's got the um, I don't think he's got the brains for it really. I think he's been quite good. I, I think he's looked quite good. But then when you watch him in Origin in centre, and I thought he was one of the best players on the pitch. And uh, I think that's probably my point that as you get as he gets further up, he might get away with that at club level, and he's probably better than whatever else the bunnies have got there. But well, I think when you get up to rep level, then I don't think he's um, a fullback. Well, he said that he'd played all his junior rugby and stuff at fullback, and that's why he, you know, moved to the bunnies to play fullback. Just looks more comfortable to me. They all want to play fullback now, don't they? Though? There's more money in there, I think, in that. So it, it, it's become, it's almost become more, not more important than scrum half. But when, when you know, when young kids. Growing up and stuff, it's like the, the position that they all want to play. It's like the flashiest position, isn't it? Well, it, it used to be a defensive position. Yeah, it used to be. You, you, you were fantastic under the high ball. You could run the ball back in. You might make a break. Now, now it's usually your fastest player. I was going to say, if you've got a bit of speed, you're going to start playing fullback. I think. Yeah. Um, but some, you know, positive news for that, or for, for England anyway. Dom Young, Dominic Young, got his first try in the NRL. He's, um, you know, I think did he play? He come from Huddersfield, didn't he? he played a couple of games for Huddersfield and uh, picked up by the Knights. I think in 2019. So it was only his second NRL game. He's got his first try. So well done to uh, Dom Young. Yeah, well done, well done. I do hope though it's not one of those situations where. It's like, oh, he's playing the NRL, so we need to pick him. I was thinking that because I'd forgot he's, he, he'd gone there, to be honest. And then I'm thinking, well, if he gets a try and he gets a, you know, um, a run of games in the NRL, whether it be from you know earning his selection or the, the Knights have a few injuries and stuff, you know, is he going to start getting shouts for England? And I was thinking, he's not better. I don't think he's better than the, the, the wingers that have played for England over the last couple of years. Tommy Makinson. Um, Jermaine McGilvery is probably not quite as as good as Jermaine McGilvery. Um, Tom yeah, Johnston. Tom Johnston. I'm not saying he, he's not going to be, but at the moment, at this moment in time, he isn't. I don't think. <laughs> Just seems a rite of passage, doesn't it? Mm. He, or, I'm in the NRL, so therefore he has to play for England. Yeah, I mean, there's talks about um, Herbie Farmworth and yeah. stuff, and I don't there, agree and... with that at all. I don't. You know. Um, Raiders 38, Broncos 16. I think if the Raiders didn't get back to winning ways this week, then they were going to be in real trouble. As it is, they're on the fringes of the eight. Yeah, they looked a little bit better, but it's probably out by the fact that the Broncos are so bad. I just You just can't see the Broncos improving this season, I don't think. No, no. But the big talking point for me in that game was the most ridiculous red card I've ever seen. A Kobe Hetherington. Oh, that was that was horrendous for a shoulder to the head. Yeah, after after the Raiders player had been ankle tapped. Yeah, 
and, and was flying through and, the air and was flying through the air and fell into him from two yards away yeah. at top speed. And he stood his ground, stood there and hit him. Yeah. It was the other way around. I I couldn't believe they'd give a red card for that. I was I was gonna be annoyed if they'd give a you know a, yeah, a sim on yeah, an on report. Yeah. But I mean at worst he's not sure. I think you just put that one on report because nothing would have come of it. I don't know what's happened at the disciplinary for that, do you? I, I don't uh, I'm I, pff, I no, I don't know, but to to see red for that. Scandalous. Oh, Ridiculous. It's one of the worst decisions I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> that was just ridiculous. Um, Eels back to winning Wales. Uh, winning Wales. Winning ways. <laughs> Eels 40, Tigers 12. Um, yeah. I thought Mitch Moses was excellent. Yeah, nice little row with Clint Gutherson as well over a penalty. Yeah. And he wanted to run it and Gutherson decided to take the two and just took a mouthful of abuse off him. Yeah, you, I think you want to see that from players though as well. Particularly sometimes. half-back, I suppose. I think if you've got them on the run yeah, and you pen back, if, if you're a half-back, you don't want to see your captain come over and say, well, we'll take the two because you've got a chance to influence the game there for six, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. Half-backs don't want to go for two, do they? As Never, no, no, I wouldn't have thought so. Especially when you know, when they're looking pretty comfortable. Yeah, um, but I thought it was excellent. Lovely try from Mitch Moses. Um, I didn't think he was that quick, to be honest. No. Um, but yeah, you know, it's real good performance from from the Eels, and again, have not suffered from Origin. No. Um. I mean, the Tigers haven't either, but they're just... <laughs> There's a reason for that. Well, that's... Yeah, but you would expect some of the Eels players to have been in the the Origin squads, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, Warriors 16, Storm 42. Storm are incredible. Great, uh, we say it every week. Just, I think, as a club and, and everything and and the way they just find a way to win week in, week out is is amazing. What Warriors fans up in arms this week I've read because they've let the winger Ken Mamalo go. Yeah, he got at trick, didn't he? And then was was bawling his eyes out at the end of the game. Yeah. Um I think he's gone to the Tigers, hasn't he? Yeah. Warriors fans not happy about that one. No. And it didn't look like he was either, to be honest. No, no, he definitely didn't want to go, did he? No, and uh, you know, if if he's a Kiwi, and I, I don't know his heritage or anything, but if he is a if he is a Kiwi or whatever, and you know, that's probably the team that you want to play for. You grew up wanting to play for, so yeah, I think to, to be forced out like that is. I think he wanted to go there as much as Roy Asatazi wanted to go to Warrington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's been a few over here, that's for sure. Haven't there? Or the World Cup. He didn't fancy the World Cup with Samoa, did he? No. Well, he was the captain in 2013 for the World Cup. And the, the party gathered at the airport and there's no sign of uh, no sign of the captain, no sign of Roy Asatazi. So uh, Matt Parrish, who was the coach, phoned him up and said, Roy, where are you? He went, oh, I'm not coming. Seeds. That's, that's true, yeah. He says, I'm not coming. Not, I'm not doing it. But he only let them know as the plane was taking off. <laughs> That's shocking, isn't it? Sounds like an Elmer Malone film or something. <laughs> <Didn't> like <that. laughs> maybe he was. Maybe he was like like 
on his own. Paris was own. counting heads and yeah. accidentally counted the wrong number. <laughs> Roy wakes up in the hotel. Like, yeah. <laughs> Being burgled by Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, the, 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 the storm. Uh, incredible. I'll tell you, uh, Roger Tuivasa's check try save. Did you see that? I don't know how we held him up in yeah. the end, but. No, amazing. Incredible. Um, Seagulls 50, Cowboys 18. Um, Cowboys were leading this 12-0, and at halftime it looked another another close one. Well, actually, it wasn't halftime because they let about five tries in five minutes or something silly, didn't they? Yeah, not good from the Cowboys. Manly, I mean, will Manly make... Will they make the grand final come the end of the year if they carry on like this? No. No. Because they look good. The last This last month or so, they've probably been one of the top three teams in the comp. Mm. I'm not sure how much they've been tested, though. We'll get a much better... I mean, it's, I mean a lot, and a lot of it's been down to Tom Trebojevic, hasn't it? Yeah, which is incredible, really. And Daily Cherry Evans, right, wasn't even seen on the pitch in origin and now runs the game two days later, three days later, for the for the Sea Eagles. I, I don't quite understand him sometimes. No, maybe a lot of that was down to how good New South Wales were. Yeah, and, but it's the know, same every time. Yeah, but if, you, if your pack's not going forward, you, you, as an halfback, you can't play behind a pack that, that isn't going anywhere, can you? Or does he have a ceiling? I don't know. I, I, a lot of the time, I feel like he's 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 gone along way in his career or made plays in his career that he probably shouldn't have done because I don't really I mean we all know that I'm not his biggest fan um, I, was trying to, I was trying to tempt you in there I was trying to reel you in a little bit yeah I, I, I'm not convinced he's you know he's like captain the kangaroos and everything yeah. I'm not quite sure he's that good do you want to spare a thought for Valentine Holmes um, who conceded 100 points in 48 hours ouch <laughs> R.I.P. Valentine Be- Holmes between uh, uh, Origin game and this one maybe he should be dropped for the next Origin game God, maybe he he's can, the problem because he can see it 100 points yeah <laughs> like listen Val it's not it's not really working out <sighs> Cowboy Cowboys are rubbish though aren't they this year yeah let's be honest but talking to rubbish surely I mean second one of the season does that deserve a round of applause or is it? Or is it the other way for the dragons? Bulldogs twenty-eight, dragons six. I'm going to leave it to you. It's either a round of applause or a trombone. It's your choice. <laughs> and you'd go with that one for the dragons. Um, the Bronco-esque defense of the dragons. It was terrible. Well, you what? You know, the week before when they they, they were rampant the week before, and then. <sighs> I mean, that last yeah. try... They the, put 50 on the Broncos the week before. Yeah, and looked really good. But that last try, um, was it the Elliot try? I had to watch it four or five times because I wasn't quite sure how we got over the line. You know when you get, like, the biggest kid at, like, under nines? Yeah. And then he's like he looks about 13. And then he's going over and there's, like... 
there's about four or five normal under nines hanging off him, but he still manages to walk and still manages to fall over the line. It was like that. I I don't know how he got over. I'm still not quite sure how he got over the line. Embarrassing. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what did make me laugh, though. Um, Hetherington and his little dive where he went down holding his head. Oh, um, got a penalty. Yeah, well, yeah, only because he stayed on the floor. Referee was very reluctant to give that penalty, I think. But what made me laugh then was the Dragons player. I think he's, he's called Jack Laurie. I always think his surname's Laurie anyway. Um, shouted over to him, I had respect for you before that. Yeah, <laughs> good. And, it's, and sometimes, you know, that's what it needs, players calling each other out sometimes. Yeah. Um, pity it wasn't one of his own team. Well, yeah, true. I, t- I did, I did like the look of that Avarillo. You know, he had two good tries. The scrum half, yeah, looked really good. Yeah. Um, I also thought Luke Thompson look, was looking good you could as well. Say, you could say, "Show me the way." You could do if it was spelt like that. Ah. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, Luke Thompson. I think he's getting a bit of praise now. I think he's had a bit of a, a tough start, hasn't he? But. There's a lot of there's a lot of people saying he's the only go forward mm. prop that the the Bulldogs have got at the minute, which uh, is great. And so. probably fully fit again now. Yeah, probably. So, but yeah, Bulldogs looking real good. Yeah. Um, well, I, on that particular on that week, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think that uh, that wraps us up with the NRL, doesn't it, for this week? Yes, it does. It does. So, should we move on to a bit of uh, a bit of news? Yes. Um, so this week. This week in Rugby League, um, the Kevin Sinfield saga seems to have taken another step forward, but also has now included Richard Agar. So uh, if we miss, if you missed it this week or, or you missed the discussion on the pod last week, have a listen. We spoke about Kevin Sinfield, um, the possibility going to Leicester Tigers, which started off a rant about Rugby Union from yourself, didn't it? Yeah, no yeah. regrets though. No, I, I quite agree. Even made the headline on last week's pod. Yep. Um, and do you stand by the fact we'll be in his rubbish? Yeah. Yeah, good, okay. Yeah. But it seems to be drawing nearer. And that seems to be gathering a lot of speed. And also Agar um, going to the NRL as an assistant coach. Mm, apparently um, he is good mates with uh, Craig Fitzgibbon. Okay. Um, and Craig Fitzgibbon wants him as his uh, assistant at the Sharks for next year. Be interesting to get some views of some Leeds fans, I think, at the minute. Um, anyone that's listening to us. I think there's, there's two ways of looking at this, I suppose. One is, what does it say about Leeds if the director of rugby and the coach are moving, are moving on to what I would consider not even a sidewards move. Mm. And does that say that uh, Gary Hetherington is pulling a lot of the strings behind the scene and wants, wants rid of both, but save face by doing it this way? Uh, possibly. Uh, I, I think Gary Hetherington needs to get this, this right for... Next season, mm. or, or you know, at least you know, getting the wheels in motion to getting it right for next season because Leeds obviously need a big rebuild, don't they? I think, yeah. I mean, when we had uh, Jordan on a couple of weeks ago, um, he was really critical of both Sinfield and Agar at the time, wasn't he? Yeah, 
Um, in their current. I mean, roles, he actually yeah. messaged me today, Jordan, and, and and said it just seems like Leeds are falling apart at the minute mm. with, with Agar going, Sinfield going, and and apparently a lot of players out of contract. Well, there's been rumours about them offering Gale and is it Sutcliffe? No, I'm not quite sure the other one. But the two for, for to Castleford. Yeah, didn't I, I heard a rumour that there's. There's, there's been um, uh, uh, about four or five different combinations of players to try and get. To try that. Yeah, I mean, how much is true, I don't know. The second point I was going to make about that bit of news was, what does it say about our game at the moment? Um, and our league? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And Off the top of my head, I'm not sure, but... I hate, I hate that thought when we lose people to rugby union. And, I mean, if they go you know, to the NRL, you can understand that. But to lose as an assistant, as an assistant, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, surely that's hard to say no to. What as an assistant in the NRL over being a head coach in Super League? Well, going off what, what again, what Jordan was saying the other week, it, it sounds like Richard Agar didn't even want that job in the first place, and and. Mm. Because he was only interim, I think he was there behind the scenes doing something else, maybe with the academy. I can't, I can't quite remember, but he 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 gave the impression that he didn't really want that and didn't really want it long term. And and um, I think it come as a bit of a surprise to to some Leeds fans that he actually ended up being the newly appointed full time coach. So. Mm, perhaps so. Um, I'm, just, I'm just thinking of the status of the job compared to what he's doing to what he's got and, he, to what and he's potentially going to. He's not exactly set the world alight, has he? So maybe he's not very happy and wants to to, to move on. But yeah, um, you know the, the Kevin Sinfield one is strange. Okay. Um, the George Williams saga looks to be drawing to a close and it looks as though he's Warrington bound. Um, Rumours around that uh, Gareth Widdop will be freed up to either go to the Raiders or the Warriors. Uh, and and Williams then looks then like they've freed up the space then for Williams to go to Warrington. I'd be surprised if he ended up at Warrington. Just because, you know, you would think he was, you know, or... There was rumours that Wigan had first refusal on on talking to him, so you would think that if he's if Wigan, Wigan are obviously going to want to talk to him, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and it, it would seem weird that it wouldn't just be sort of done and dusted. No. With them, with him being from there and that, but hundred k extra it, was the was the rumour that I heard, which is a no brainer, really. And it's a short career, and it's mm. not like. You know, he, he's going to, um, or you know, he's going to a, a top flight team still, isn't he? Um, yeah. Who have who have definitely, or I mean, I know we say it every year, but they've definitely got a chance of winning the grand final. You know, over the next couple of years, mm. they're always there, thereabouts, and the, maybe he can be the difference. Or hundred k is a lot of money in it. Yeah. Um, thinking back to a good quote from Ian Lennigan. Uh, Wigan chairman in 2012 who said it's my dream uh, to have a team full of Wiganers uh, Warrington said the same thing this week <laughs> uh, I like that okay um, 
this one, um, this is specially for Lachlan Wormsley. Uh, Whitehaven winger, uh, who scored a, uh, what you could call a spectacular winger's try, but um, it, it was like some—it was like some sort of salmon. He was about ten foot in the air or something, wasn't he? And the funny thing was, he didn't even need to be. <laughs> no, <laughs> he just did it. Think... It was like one of those. Remember that Chris Chester that used to do it for for, for Wigan. Then he started doing it for England Rugby Union, where he did some sort of swallow dive. Ashton, Chris Ashton, Ashton. Chris Ashton sorry, yeah. Um, it was a bit like that on Sept. It was like inverted. It was like a rainbow dive, wasn't it? Yeah. You call it a swan dive or something. I don't know what it was. It was a big dive, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, apparently, I was in, apparently thought he was going to get ankle tapped or something, which is <laughs> why um, he's so high. He's so far in the air. Made for a great photo, though. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to come back to the NRL a minute with Cameron Munster. Who's been fined twice this week? Do you know what for? Uh, no, kicking, kicking the ball. No, a player, the opposition in the ball. So he can. <laughs> no, it, one was in the ribs, right, and one was in the back, right. So he he kicked in the Origin game, uh, NRL replacement uh, Liam Martin, and he kicked him. Oh yeah, and then he got a fine for that, and then kicked um, Roger Tuivasa-Shek. And got an increased fine for it. <laughs> Will you compare that to these on the report, some of the on-report red cards? He's just booting somebody. Yeah. And it's also not the first time because he got simbined in the 2018 grand final for kicking Joseph Manu. Sounds like he's got some anger issues. <laughs> Either that or he's got a twitch. Reminds me of The Simpsons where it's like, I'm just going to do this. Yeah. And if you get hurt, <laughs> it's your up. own fault. Um, Craig Bellamy wasn't impressed, as you can imagine. And, and I suspect he's had a lot more harsher words in, in private than he has in public. <laughs> and he, he just said in public, he said, I don't like it. And it's something he needs to get out of his game. Vicious kin it. It's over here. Like. Yeah. So. Is Craig Bellamy the least... You know, like the person in the world you was least likely get like a hairdryer treatment from. Least likely, like oh, you, you oh, would the, hate you'd the least. most. All oh, right, yeah. Like yeah. I don't think there would be anybody worse than Craig Bellamy to get one of them from. Des Hasler, no. Christian Wolf. No, he just looks hard as nails, doesn't he? I don't even think he'd need to do a hairdryer. I think he'd just look at you, yeah, and you'd crumble, pee your pants. Wouldn't I you? think so. <laughs> But, like on Gladiator, where they're yeah. going out of the tunnel. Yeah, but like they go on about Fergie and his, don't they? But I think Craig Bellamy. Yeah, I mean, he, when it goes to the coaching box and they've scored a try, he even looks angry. Then it's like you're fifty nil up. Yeah, and going mad about <laughs> summer. <laughs> Definitely. Um, news this week that uh, Oliver Holmes and Peter Matauti are following Daryl Powell to Warrington mm. for next year. It's begun. Yeah, uh, it's begun and. Uh, so as Warrington salary sombrero. <laughs> yeah. Good, I'm glad that's catching on with you. Yeah. Um, I do, I like that one. Uh, Jordan Abdul, Sam Tonkins, now jointly leading the Man of Steel uh, points table by one point from Johnny Lomax. Yes, who obviously didn't play over the weekend, did he? But No. 
I like Jordan Abdul. I think he's a good player. Yeah, he's been he's been great this season. So Sam Tompkins, out to fair. I mean, that's yeah. why they're up there. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, it's nice to see Jordan Abdul, you know, getting some. And, and hopefully, with hits. the the news of the government uh, putting another four week uh, extension on the uh, current regulations, uh, the rugby league are in discussions with the government about increasing the Wembley attendance. Yeah. Which will be July the seventeenth, which is two days before the the regulations end. What's uh, what I find annoying again is that they've mentioned this for the Euros, for Formula One, for Wimbledon, for the Open, mm. not for the Challenge Cup final. If you if you weren't reading this in rugby league news and rugby league circles, it wouldn't have got a mention again. No, I mean I barely saw it, and I'm a rugby league fan, mm. and and hopefully. Um, we can get a lot more in because it's not just them; it's Featherstone and York as well in the eighteen ninety five cup as well. Yeah, and obviously, teams like that don't get to play at Wembley very often, do they? So it would be nice, very, very nice for them fans to for all their fans absolutely to, to get themselves down to Wembley. Yeah, and then finally, uh, final bit of news this week uh, is the sad retirement at twenty nine of Boyd Cardner. I can't believe he's 29. I thought no. he was about 40. He seemed, well, he, that's why he probably retired with these head knocks because <laughs> he seems to be right. He probably took a, uh, more than his fair share in his 20s, yeah. Sad news. Very. It's never nice. And, and he, he's been a quality player as well. Yeah. You know, like as as was like, you know, Jake Friend. And, and I think when you read things like that, you sort of say, well, actually, you look at the current regulations, the current rules, and the way they're clamping down. And you think, well, if that saves somebody's five years or somebody's career or. or Problems in later life, you think? Well, fair enough. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's just the inconsistency with it. There's a moment. big thing, wasn't there, in American football about concussions and stuff like that. So you know, it's it need you can't have players, you know, being sort of punch drunk, can you? You know, no. after after the no, career, right. and they'd only be like what. 35, yeah. 36, you know, that's yeah, exactly. only a quarter of the that's life right. or whatever. So, Well, I think that brings us then. Oh, actually, I've got one bit of news oh, that one I forgot, news, forgot to mention during yeah, the week um, regarding Brandon Smith, the cheese okay. from the Storm, who found this in uh, the dressing room after um, the game with um, the Warriors. So he, this letter's in, his, in the changing room, and this is what it says. Dear Mr. Brandon Smith, please find this cease and desist letter as your for, formal final and third warning. Failure, failure to comply in the round 14 fixture versus the Warriors will see your FRU membership terminated effective immediately. The, that is the prop forward union. A front row union. Yeah. Right. Um... As you know, the number one creed of the FRU, and then in brackets, front rowers union, is that players who don a number 8, 9 or 10 should see tries scored by accident only. You have now scored seven tries this year in six and six in the last five weeks alone. Do you need to be reminded, Mr. Smith, that the man whose jumper you have inherited, ironically, who also goes by the surname Smith, Scored the same amount of tries you have in five weeks in his last three seasons. A true <laughs> FIU luminary. <laughs> the vice president, Jason Lowry, a man who once went seven straight years without scoring even one try, is horrified that we have allowed this to go on as long as it has. Mr. Smith, if you are anywhere near the try line versus the Warriors, it is highly recommended by the FIU board that you are thinking pass and not run. 
We hope you heed the advice and remain in the FIU. Kind regard, Bryce Gibbs, four tries in 197 games. <laughs> did he score against yeah, the Warriors? Yeah, he, he did, scored, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, so his membership has now been revoked. Then. Yeah, so he's no longer a member of the uh, PIU. FIU. Uh, sorry, FIU. It's funny. Okay, I think it's ten. Time for this. <laughs> It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. Right, so uh, we've got some stats this week. Are you ready? I am ready. Um, I shall be reading the Stats of the Week this week. What do you mean? Well, I'll be reading them because you're on a uh, one-week ban from reading them because of the mess you made of them last week. Did it not go on report? No. Well... The discipline. It was. It was one of them that's been found when we rewatched the uh, the episode, and the uh, disciplinary board have come to the decision that you'd be serving a one match suspension from reading starts of the week. And who's head of the disciplinary board? Uh, Bobby. That's ridiculous. He wasn't happy. I'll be honest. Ah. Oh. So I can't read them. No, you can't read them. He sent them to me. Right. So. I'll just be quiet then. Well, I hope I don't get banned this week. <laughs> I'm going to pull faces at you and everything now while you read them. <laughs> right. So he has four stats this week. Two NRL and two Super League. Don't care. Right, be like, go and stand yeah. in the corner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, let's hear him then. Okay. Stat the first. Um... In the last 10 years, the Canterbury Bulldogs have more wins over the St. John Dragons than they do against any other team in the competition, winning 13 and losing 7. Okay. So, that's the first. The second one, the Canberra Raiders result this weekend means that for the first time in NRL, NRL history, the Raiders have beaten the Broncos three consecutive times. That's the first time they've ever beat the Broncos three times in a row. Wow. Which, at first I thought, surely they've done that before. But then when I think, you know, you think of how good the Broncos have actually been over the last few, well, well, apart from the last maybe couple of years. Yeah. Still, that's quite an an amazing start, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, Third one, Hull KR are currently in sixth place. This is the first time Hull KR have been in a playoff spot after nine plus games since they claimed eighth place in 2012. And looking looking good, quite like watching Hull KR. Yeah, we've said it before. You know, I think the the, the style of rugby that they play is sort of reminds me of days of old. It sort of it seems to be more off the cuff and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, playing well. So uh, yeah, well done, well done, Hull KR. Um, and. This is a, a Super League one and a Championship one. Um, the last one is, for the first time ever, both professional French Rugby League clubs sit at the top of their respective leagues as Catalan atop of Super League and Toulouse atop of the Championship. Wow. So well done, French Rugby League. That's quite mind-blowing, to be honest. Yeah, that's re- I mean, that's excellent. That's showing those Nazis, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 
with the, rugby the, the union, rugby collaborating union. with the Nazis in the war, trying to squash rugby league. Well, look at this, what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, you know, that's really good. And I know that, you know, Catalan have, have come on massively, haven't they? The crowds that they get and everything. Obviously, I'm not quite sure what, what you know, crowds to lose get, but to be sitting top of the league, 100% record to lose, aren't they? So, yeah. Brilliant. Anyway, that was. It's Bobby Stats of the Week. Um, I think I'd have read them better. If I can get some feedback from our followers on who should read them next week, I think that'd be, you know. Well, your one match will be up next week. No, it's up now. I'm just saying, if you want to keep the job, then, you know, if you want to get some support and anyone that's listening, just let us know. Because, you know, we're fighting for it now, aren't we? Yep. Okay, okay. Right, we're going to go to the feature this week, which is the NRL players poll. So, do you know about this? The, the 100 players across the NRL, and they've asked them like a series of questions. I'm not going to go through every single one because it'll take too long. Um, but there's just some, some really sort of interesting answers, I think. Um, so, the first one is... Um, Obviously, the players are voting on the all these questions. So, who is the best player in the NRL? Um, so, do you know do you know who comes out top on this one? Is this current players. This sorry. is current. Sorry, this is twenty twenty one. Right, right. Yeah, this is this is like now as we speak this week. So, who's, right. So, the best players who's the best. Yeah, who's the best? Who's now whatever, the, in twenty twenty one? Who is the best player in the NRL? Oh. Uh... <clears throat> Tedesco. No, Tedesco was last year and now's third with Tom Trebojevic in second and Nathan Cleary, 33% of the vote. Right, wow. Oh, so, yeah, well. Um, the only issue on that issue, is the only surprise on that, is that uh, Jason Tamalola was featured in the top five every year and dropped out without a single vote this year. Without a single vote? Yeah. Of just the best player in the NRL? Yeah. Well, so, probably more to do with how bad the Cowboys are than... Than him. than him. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, who is uh, the best coach in the NRL? Um, I would have thought Ivan Cleary come out on top of that. No, um, I think they must be frightened because it's Craig Bellamy. <laughs> well. And he comes out. Cleary was second way, Bennett is third. Um, Trent Robinson only gaining 7% of the votes. Bit harsh. Yeah. Uh, and then it goes through each position. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a couple out. So who's the best fullback in the NRL? Tedesco. No, Tedesco was second. Thirty two percent went for Tom Trebojevic. Oh well, I suppose that makes sense actually. After you just said he was the second best in the league. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So um, um, Latrell Mitchell uh, missed out on the top five altogether. Mm. Best winger. The Fox. No, so I've read, I've, I mentioned this because he only got he was second, only got twenty seven percent, forty nine percent. Our friend Brian, Brian Toto, forty nine forty nine percent said Brian Toto was the best winger in the NRL. Brett Morris was third. That's incredible. Yeah, forty nine percent. That's amazing. Which just shows, doesn't it? Best centre was Joseph Manu. Um, Jerome Jerome Luai was the best uh, half-back. Just pipping Cameron Munster. 
and Sean Johnson in third, although he's not wanted by the Sharks. And doesn't seem to be wanted by anybody. No. And then Cody Walker and Luke Luke Carey. Uh best scrum half. Um surely it's Cleary after what seventy four percent. That's a lot. That's isn't like it? almost eight out of ten players acknowledge him as the best halfback in the competition. Wow. Um Adam Reynolds got seven, Jerome Hughes got eight. That's it. I love Jerome Hughes, I think he's ace. Yeah. So um that was the that was the the players really. Harry Grant getting the best uh, the the best hooker. Really? Yeah. James Fisher Harris getting the best prop. Um Viliami Kikau getting the best second rower. Yeah, he's classed. He's been classed this year again. Yeah, I mean, it's very Panthers based anyway, isn't it? Because well, they will be if they've been on such a good run. Yeah, uh, best loose forward was uh, uh, Isaiah Yeo. See, I wouldn't have said that. No, he pipped Jason Tamalolo. I suppose if it's just going off the year twenty twenty one. Yeah, is it? Is one I wanted to ask you? Who's the best captain in the NRL? If I know him all. No, well, um, 38% went for daily... No, they didn't, actually. <laughs> no, they went for uh, Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Really? Yeah. Well. So, uh, Sam Walker took the most impressive rookie. Yeah, that's probably fair. You'll like this one. I'll, I, you'll like this one. Who is the biggest sledger in the NRL? Ooh. You like this one, don't you? Yeah. And he got uh, 30% of the vote, which is quite a lot, really, when you think about it. It's got to be a front rower. Is it a front rower? No. Oh, do you know who I think it might be? Go on. Is it Munster? No. Oh. No, he didn't He didn't get there, no. Uh, I don't know. You'll have to tell me. Will Chambers. Really? Who? Who... <laughs> Who won it in 2019? <laughs> no, well, I would not have expected that. So That's a surprise. 51% think that Nathan Cleary will win the, the Dally M. And also Nathan Cleary was, if you were starting a new club, would be the first player that you'd sign. He's done well in this, hasn't he? Yeah, he's come out all right in this. Yeah. So, uh, and interesting one from the players, who will win the... Premiership in 2021. The the grand final or the minor? Yeah, the grand final, yeah, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Um, surely the Panthers come out on top. Well, they got 40% and the Storm got 42. Right. Um, the Storm have been there and done it and know how to do it, yeah. don't they? So. 31% of players most love to beat the Melbourne Storm. Because but, they've been at the top for so long. But 33% said if you were to leave your club, they were the team that they would most want to sign with. <laughs> so they like to beat them, but they want to play for them. Yeah, but if you beat the Storm, you've played well, haven't you? Yeah. So the main thing that I wanted to talk to you about on this was, I mean, they were just sort of like the, 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 the player polls, if you like. Um, but what I wanted to uh, talk to you about there was, send some of the questions that we've spoke about and the way that the players view them and some of the issues in the game. So, um, so do you believe some players disguise concussion symptoms to stay or return to the field? Mm. Yes. 73%. 
said that players disguise concussion symptoms. Yeah. Quite frightening, that, really. Yeah. Um, only 31% support the increased use of the Simbin for foul play, you know, as it is at the minute. Mm. And that, from the player's point of view, is the biggest issue facing the game. Be just beating the judiciary system, concussion, and refereeing. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can obviously see it from both sides. You know, like Peter Valandis and stuff. You look at Boyd Corden and Alec we've just been saying he's having to retire because of concussion. Jake I, Friends had to retire because of concussion. But I think at the end of the day, the, the game's not for everybody. No. And I always think with these things, though, it's interesting that we look at it different as fans. And it's interesting, I think, that how the players see it as well. I think it's quite interesting. It looks like the... Yeah, players are seeing it the so, same as the fans. So if I said to you, the player's view, what do you think of the speed of the game? Just right, too fast or too slow? Um, well, from a player's point of view. As a fan, I think it's... Oh, not so much as a fan, but once you start digging in, we've spoke about in how it affects injuries and, uh, and you know, these concussions because players get tired and... Once you start digging about, I think it's too fast. Uh, as a fan, as a player, sixty-four percent said it was just right. Right. One in three said it was too fast, and one in one percent said it was too slow. That's probably like the fox or something, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, do the players think that the six again rule is a positive addition to the sport? Yes or no? He. Yeah, I think they've said yes. Two to one. But I think no. Yeah. Personally, I think no. Do the players like the introduction of the two-point field goal? Um, I think they've said yeah. 85%. I don't think it comes into play enough to to be lobs, you know, lopsided to no. Um, on a scale of one to five, how do the players re- rate the performance of the referees? Oh, this will be good. Um, uh, so, in 2019, it was 3.1 out of 5. Mm. In 2020, it was 3.35 out of 12. I, I uh, Out of 5, sorry. 12. I think the way it's gone this year, and especially over the last few weeks, I think it's gone to about 2.5. 2.98. Mm. So, it's dipped under 3. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that would be because of these concussions, uh, these simbinings and stuff. Yeah, I think. Would you support? I mean, this is a this is a strange question. I think to ask the players. This is just. A, I think this is a bit of um, sensationalism, shall we say? Would you support the return of Israel Falau to the NRL under strict conditions? And and what are these strict conditions? Probably that he keeps his mouth shut, isn't it? I. I think they've said, yeah, but I don't think he should. Uh, and not necessarily because of what he's come out. It's more more about him just completely walking out on Catalan. I think that's the bigger the bigger issue in the legalities of, of playing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, if that if there is 
his genuine views and that's what he believes you know if if you're saying that everybody can have their own beliefs and stuff if that's what he believes and I think yeah. you just sort of have to accept that but the the Catalan stuff was just it doesn't ridiculous. mean you have to support it no it doesn't mean you have to support it but if that is you know it's not like he's it's a free choice of his yeah it's not like he's just come out and said it if he, if that's what he believes that's mm. you know he, he is no different. Can be seen as inflammatory, though, can't it? Oh yeah, definitely. But you don't have to support that's that, a, do you? No, and that's a whole different issue. I think, yeah, well. it was. It's more about the Catalan stuff for me, and him, him just deciding to not turn up to pre-season, and him getting on a plane and and trying to sign for this Queensland Cup side. Yeah, yeah, I think that's. But the, I think they've said yeah, eighty-one percent. Yeah, yeah. They'll um, be seeing it as him, you know, trying to earn a living and stuff if that's how he makes his, his money and, uh, and things like that but if he's con- if he's contracted to another team Catalan have every right to just sort of let him sit there until this contract runs out and that's what I would be doing as well I think Players question again do you believe the NRL should make the COVID-19 vaccine mandatory for all players and staff? Say that one again sorry Do you believe the NRL should make the COVID-19 vaccine mandatory for all players and staff? Um, I think they've said, "What a weird question to ask players, isn't it?" I I think they've said, "Yeah." Eighty-two percent said no. Right. Fair enough. Um, which is a. I don't. I don't really know how to come out on that because it's quite a strange decision, really. But imagine asking them like Premier League players that question. Yeah. Yeah. How comfortable do you feel, or do you feel com- sorry? Do you feel comfortable traveling to the UK for the World Cup at the end of the year? I reckon they've said not very comfortable. Two to one, say yes. Oh, good. So I was glad about that, really, because yeah. I always think they look for an excuse to get out of it somehow. What a bizarre set of questions this is. Yeah, this is uh, this is an interesting one, and this is this is disgraceful, really. How often are you the subject of abuse on social media? I reckon they've said all the time. So, the, never, only 27% said never. They'll be the nobodies, though. <laughs> Monthly, 30%. Weekly, 33%. Daily, 2%. Not daily Chevy Evans. Daily. <laughs> they get abused daily. Only 2%? Yeah. What was weekly? 33 and monthly 30. That's disgraceful, though, isn't it? There's social media in it now. Gives every everybody's a got food yeah. and a voice. It's disgraceful, isn't it? Um, do you believe the NRL should change the state of origin eligibility rules to allow more players from other nations to take part? I would say no, because that's not what it is. Yeah, no, says seventy-one percent. The twenty-nine percent, I think, were I Jason Taumalolo. Yeah, I, I think they were Pacific Islanders. <laughs> Jason Tamalolo and all the others that he threatened to batter if they didn't English, say yeah. Uh, the English no. players playing yeah. over there and things like that, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, they believe that there's enough uh, talent to get um, uh, a 17th team in the NRL. Um, but they don't want big big no-no on the proposal to split it into two conferences, like a yeah. East and a West or whatever. So... Yeah. Um, that's it. This is this is an interesting one. From a player's point of view, should the NRL prevent players from earning more money at other clubs if they walk out on their current deals? 
<laughs> and they said no. Yeah. 97% only said 60, no. Only 64% said no, but, you know. Um, the fines and suspensions aren't fair, 75%. And the judiciary, 78% isn't fair. So, interest, interesting, though, about how the how the, the players view it, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, so. very interesting to see. It's, yeah. I'd so, look, it'd be great if they did Super League one. Yeah, it would. And I think they do do it, I think. We'll have to look into that when they do it for this year, I think. Well, they never really make it that public, do no, they? No, that's true. Think, so. That's true. I've never seen one. So, just on the feature, then, we have been asked by our friends at Lot17A, uh, who is a, a, a Twitter account of uh, all things Leeds Rhinos, <laughs> Um, so give them a follow. Um, they've asked. They did a, a little, a little vote. They did a poll a couple of weeks ago. Was um, which teams uh, would beat? Well, I think they mentioned the Storm and the Panthers originally. That would beat England. Mm. So the Storm and the Panthers. They they their voting poll that, that comprehensively would beat England. So I think where do you start? If you start at state of origin and you say, would New South Wales and Queensland be England? Um, I, I think New South Wales would. Queensland at the minute, I don't know. Give them a game. Probably give them a Bearing game. Bearing in mind that we got beat off Papua New Guinea the last time that we'd, we'd played anything. Yeah, they beat us then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the, the Storm and the... Panthers, what do you think to that and then the results of their poll there? Um, I, I don't know, it's a tough one. Do we do we just have this thing in our head that because it's the NRL, they're 10 times better and they would just wallop us? It, and yet we only lost to them 6-0 six in the nil. World Cup final. It, it's an interesting debate and it's, an in, it's a really interesting debate, I think, because I think... What, what's the difference? See, I think our forwards compete well in the NRL. The difference, the big difference is the half-backs. And then and the after outs. that, you've got your three-quarter line, haven't you? And I think, the, I think the other big difference is the actual size of the outside-backs. Yeah, you look at the Morris twins and Joseph Manu and things like that. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I know he's not Australian, but Justin Olam. Yeah. But he's that NRL type of player, isn't he? He's, yeah. He's massive for a then- centre. And then you, you look at our candidates. If you like, let's say for a Great Britain shirt, Ryan Hall is of that nature. Mm-hmm. Regan Grace isn't. No. Jermaine McGilvery is. Mm, Tom Johnson isn't. They're more like their centres, aren't they? Our yeah. wingers are more like... And yet you look at someone like... Um, uh, what's he called? The Giraffe. Oh, Tupu. Yeah. Daniel Tupu. I mean, some of them are just, they just, when you see them close up, they're just huge, aren't well, they? Well, who's our best winger? Tommy Makinson? Yeah, one off, yeah. And he's not built anything like that, is he? No. No. And uh, the, the speed, they, they tend to have a bit more speed. Fullbacks is a big one, I think. You know, we're talking of Hardacre, Tompkins, and Connor. Connor. And, and for me, really, it's only between the first two Hardacre and Tompkins. Yeah. And both of them have been to the NRL and mm. not really not cut it. And come back. Whereas whereas they've got Tedesco. Trevojevic, Gutherson. Yeah. Um, even Dufty. Mitchell. Who, who never gets a look yeah. in it. Mitchell. Yeah, Mitchell. Um, Valentine Holmes, even. Brimson. 
Yeah. Um, I like him actually. Yeah, I like I like him. Um, anyway, so do so do the Panthers and the Storm beat England? Pappenhausen as well. Oh, he's great, isn't he? Yeah. I uh, I don't know. It's a difficult question. I think if we're going off this year, I I think that maybe the Panthers. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you go the other way? So who's bottom? The Bulldogs. Do England beat the Bulldogs? Yeah. Who's next? Broncos. Do they beat the Broncos? Yep. Yeah. Go on. Knights. Yeah. Tigers. Yeah. Warriors. Yeah. Yes. Raiders at the minute. Yeah. Well, only because the Raiders have been depleted because England have half the team. Yeah, then. So it's yeah, then. <laughs> uh, Titans. Ooh. Yeah. Come oh, on. All it's right. not even a question. Well. Sharks. Yeah. Cowboys. Yeah. What uh, position are we up to now, then? Eight. Okay. Seven. Dragons. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. How are they still seventh? This is a tricky one. Sixth, Sea Eagles. I'm going to say no. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm going to say no, which might be then the clue to where we're going with the rest of it. Fifth, Roosters. Saying to give them a good run in the World Club Challenge. I, I think they would. Yeah, but let's be honest, it's a pre-season game for them. <laughs> They've got four weeks at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, I'll say no again then. What do you I think? Say, I think, yeah. Okay. I think we beat both them teams. What, the Roosters and the and Sea, the sea Eagles? Eagles? yeah. Okay, all right. Fourth, Rabbit O's. Um, you see, I think those fourth, fifth and sixth are... And you're going to go to the Eels next, aren't you? Yeah. So I think third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, I think are all pretty much of a muchness this year for, in the NRL. I, I agree. So I think if we beat one, we beat them all. If we lose to one, we lose to them all. So if the question is, where do England finish in the NRL? What position are you saying? Seventh. I think fourth. On the basis of the backs. I, I think fourth, personally. Lot 17A, it's over to you. Yeah. Where do England, or, uh, you know, everybody, where do England finish in the NRL? What position? Should we do a little poll after? Yeah, we'll do a poll. Okay. Anyway, um, I think that about wraps up our feature a, of the week, doesn't it? It's a good it? discussion now, that It's it? a great discussion. Thank you. And it's one of them that you'll never really know the answer to. No, and th- but thank you for mentioning that. That's, uh, yeah, it's that's a, brilliant. Thank it's, you. A, it's a real good question. I think you could talk a lot about that. Yeah, definitely. So, should we um, <clears throat> wrap up with the Super League news, a review and a quick preview? Yep. Okie dokie. So, there were only four games last week. Yeah. Um, Warrington 38, Wakefield 18. Yeah. You know, Warrington bouncing back. Um Hat-trick for Josh Charnley. He's a trying machine. He always has been. Yeah, he's slowed down a bit, hasn't he, I think, over the last couple of years, since he came come back from Rugby Union. But when he was at Doesn't Wigan, do any of them any good, does he? No, nah, you, couldn't, you couldn't stop him. Because they get Wigan. cold. Yeah. <laughs> Takes him four years to warm back up. <laughs> yeah. um, 
But interesting in what that was, we mentioned last week and we said that how underrated that Jake Mamo was. Mm. And Blake Austin's come out this week and said that Jake Mamo is the most underrated player in the competition. All I'm saying is Blake Austin listens to the Loose Forward podcast. Absolutely. So thanks for listening, Blake. <laughs> I thought the same thing when I read it. I thought, he's got that off us. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, 38-18, Warrington back to winning ways. Yeah, Wake, Wakefield, are, they're a bit of a funny side, aren't they? They're a good side and they'll give people gains, but they just they never really seem to come out on top. No, no. Um, Lee, 30, Catalan, 36. Well, I don't think anybody expected that to be that close. No, you see, I've got a bit of a, a problem with this. I, I, not a problem, but Lee had a really good start and a really good finish. But the 50 minutes in the middle was dreadful. Well, I think, uh, and that's what, and that's what's costing the game because Catalan have scored all their points in that period. When I was watching uh, the highlights, I think I heard the commentator. I think they were on like the seventy-second minute or something, um, and, and they were saying that that Lee hadn't scored since the twenty-fifth minute, mm. and it was thirty-four eighteen at that point. Yeah, and so they've not- got two late tries, and obviously made it look a lot closer. But they still had five minutes to get another. But you see where I'm coming from. Yeah. In- I- 25th to what, 70th? So uh, around 72nd. So, so 45, 47 minutes, yeah. they've conceded 36 points. Yeah, uh, and it, it was the little things that were, you know, that what they were, were or weren't doing um, that was costing them points. Like the, the, the Benjamin Julien try, just sort of walked through them. Yeah. Yeah. And you're thinking, if that's against any other team, you know, pretty much 80% in the league. Getting, he's not getting scoring stopped. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Arta Marg, though, looking really good. What a good player he is. He looks like he's going to be an absolute superstar, doesn't he? Um, and it, it wouldn't... So, you know, I know he's a French lad and things like that, and Catalan are obviously flying, um, and I, I'm sure they'll be doing everything, you know, to make him stay for as long as they can and things, but, you know, it would, it's one of them that it wouldn't surprise you if he ended up at Wigan, St. Ellen's, Warrington. No, the next sort of old Morgan Escaray. Yeah. At that, that stage of his career, if you like. Yeah. But he's electric, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Hull KR 40, Salford 4. Um, Not looking good for Richard Marshall. No, but again, another good, another really, really good performance from Rovers. Yeah, really um, good. Salford really, I, I, and and this don't I don't think this has cost him the game because not you can't set up forty points to four, but they were on the end of some really rough decisions from Chris Kendall. I thought, mm. um, particularly one when they were winning, and uh, Chris Atkin had a one-on-one steal. Yeah, and they got a penalty for it, and it was plainly and a that one-on-one was followed one by stick. a Simbin won it, I think. And he, he got, yeah, and then they scored, and and, yeah. and then Rovers started to run away with I, it. I thought I'm it, not saying that cost them the game, but if, you, if you've if you got something to defend... Yeah. I I, I, I thought that it, he stole it as they were sort of falling to the ground. He sort of fell over the top of each other. They sort of roly-polied over each other, didn't they? And yeah. I thought that's where it come out. I, I yeah. didn't think the tackle had... Been complete. No, legitimate ball steal. That. I thought so. Um, and then 80th minute, Paulie Paulie gets a red. Yeah. Which isn't going to do their case any good then. Nothing worse for a coach when it's like that, when the game's gone and somebody gets a red that's possibly like a one, two, three game ban or whatever for yeah, when when the game's gone and it's the 80th minute. Especially when you're struggling and you, you, your squad 
might already be thin or but but he's an important part of that Salford squad as well. Yeah. So yeah. if they want to pick up wins, they they're gonna want him or need him to play. Yeah. And finally, uh the only one more game. I, I, I need to talk to you about this one. Um Castleford twelve, Hull thirty. Mm. So the only game that Castleford have performed in lately has been the semi final of the cup. Yeah. So have they put all their eggs in one basket? Was it a poor performance from Warrington in the semi-final. I can't quite work it out. I don't think it, it was out. a poor performance by Warrington. Thought Cass were actually really good. Um, so where have they been for three of the last four games then? I have no idea. No idea. Um, oh, we're good though. Uh, what about the opening try? Uh, Jason Gary Gary. <laughs> yeah. 17 year old. Yeah. And... A proper old school wingers try. Got the ball on the touchline, came inside, went back out, left Jake Connor for dust. And you went, good lad, that was that was special. I love watching wingers take people on on the outside. On the outside. You don't see it that often. No. You don't see it often now. Yeah, no, he looked good. and Safety first, you don't see it often. And then he goes back to school on Monday. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah. But what a, he's, he's kept his place in the squad for this week as well. Good. So well done, yeah, brilliant. Well done to him. Um, on the other side, the wingers thought Adam Swift has found a new lease of life at Hull, and um, I thought played really, really well in this game. And I, and I think he does everywhere. I, I quite like Adam Swift. He was probably just very unfortunate to leave to to ha- not forced out, but to make the decision to leave St. Helens just because Regan Grace, you know, is is, is turned into a bit of a superstar. Because he's always he's always done really well at St. Helens, hasn't he? And very honest, very very smart move to to leave there, even though it was probably difficult for him. Uh, and I would think that the um, Hull fans have really embraced him. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, so you know, well done to him because I like Adam Swift. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. So uh, well done. So yeah, Castwell Hull thirty Hull um, again looking uh, looking dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Jake Connor was really good. He he did well to set up uh, for Newers. Was it his first? I can't remember if it was first or second. Where he took the high ball and then managed to offload yeah. it, just chuck it out. He did really well for that. See, we talk about the England game before, and um, uh, uh, for Newer, he's huge, isn't he? He's like he's like the NRL outside backs, isn't he? Yeah, he's one of them wrecking balls, isn't he? Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's he's a man mountain, isn't he? You don't, you're not going to stop him one on one, are you? From ten yards, no, he just run over the top of you. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, so should we move on to this week? Yep. Um, actually starts tomorrow night, Wednesday game tomorrow night, uh, Wakefield and Castleford. Yeah, strange one for a Wednesday night, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't like you say. Where have Cass been? Wakefield are are playing okay. I'm not quite sure what Cass's injury front's like. Um, but I going off, you know what they've been like in the league and Wakefield's almost never say die attitude. I'm going to say Wakefield by eight. Uh, it's a derby. I think Cass have got more class. I think Castle come good by about 12. Maybe they should be playing for the new stadium. Like whoever wins gets the rights to build their new fight stadium. Fight for the councils. Yeah, fight for the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Um, apologies to Wakefield and Castleford. As somebody said to me the other week, it's the Tim Bath Derby. The what? The Tim Bath Derby. All oh, right. <laughs> but we should be fighting for the should be fighting for the ground. I think now. Yeah, well, definitely. Uh, I think it'll be quite a good game, actually. To be I honest. do. Yeah. I think it'll be a good game. Uh, if that's the Tim Bath Derby, what would this one be then? The Sa- uh, Saints and Warrington. I'm not quite sure, really. No, I'm not quite sure what that would be called. Don't know. Suggestions accepted. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's Thursday, isn't it? Saints and Warrington. Yeah, that should be a real good match. Yeah, um, and I, I with Saints being at home, that that could go either way. But I think with Saints being at home, I think I'm going to say Saints by four. Um, I think Saints will have too much, so I'll, I'll go ten. Um, Huddersfield and Salford. Um. You would think Uddersfield, Salford just are not looking good. I suppose it depends who Uddersfield have got back or allowed to have back. Um, with, you know, having them missed uh, last week's because of COVID. Um, but I think Uddersfield was probably still be too strong for Salford. I'm going to say Uddersfield by twenty. I think Salford a bit of a mess at the minute. Yeah. Um I'm gonna go Huddersfield by thirty. Yeah. I think they might um run out of sight on that one. I yeah. Salford have got I a few injuries, it, suspensions. Richard Marshall's running out of time. Yeah, not in a good place at the minute, Salford. Um so I think I, I think they might find that tough going, I think. Yeah. Uh Wigan against Hull KR. Um Hull KR played well, really well. You know, Wigan <sighs> I think they've done well there as well the last couple of years. Isn't it? Yeah, I think they have. I, um, but I, I think we're going to win. I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be quite close. So I'm going to say Wigan by ten. I'm going to go all KR. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go all KR by eight. I think they're playing really well. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't blame you. Wouldn't, I don't think it'd be that much of a surprise if they did. No, I don't. Uh, and Levy Hull is the last game uh, because Catalans versus Leeds is off. Uh, they're still. Covid cases in the Leeds camp. Apparently, they tried to get everything on to, uh, to get the game on, um, but uh, have not been able to. So that game uh, fell foul of, of Covid, and that just leaves Lee versus Hull. Um, Lee looking quite good since they've sacked John Duffy, and I don't mean that to, you know, I'm not saying that's why they were playing bad. I feel sorry for for, for John. Um, uh, but I think they've got a couple of players back as well, like Joe Mello. He looks good. He looks like a, a, their talisman almost, I think. Um, but I'm going to say Hull by 18. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think Hull by, I think, yeah, I think Hull by 20, I think. Um, if if Lee played Salford this week in this round, who'd win? So, uh, Lee. I think Lee. Yeah. Would you be tipping Lee this week? Yeah. Well, let's let's see if we get any more clues after this weekend's uh matches. Yeah, definitely. Anything else before we go? I think that's it for us, isn't it? That just about wraps us up, I think. I've got a couple of shout outs okay. of people that have contacted us this week. So thank you very much for your support. Um definitely lot 17a for putting a, a little segment in the show for us tonight so thank you guys um you can find them on twitter give them a uh, uh, give them a 
uh, a follow. And also, uh, you can also follow Salford Rugby League at Heart on Twitter, uh, which is a really good account, which is concerned with uh, the sale of the AJ Bell Stadium and keeping it in Salford's hands. So, uh, hello to you. And finally, someone that you know who's uh, contacted us when we mentioned Kevin Sinfield last week. Uh, and that was, uh, and that's uh, somebody that you know, Callum, and that's Rob Wood. Yeah, he um, showed us that, that Kevin Sinfield did have a stint at least, Carnegie, didn't he? He certainly did. So, thank you for that, Rob. Thanks for pointing that out. And thank you for your uh, support again. Yes, thank you all. And brilliant. So, uh, any issues, give us a shout. And wherever you're watching this week, enjoy your rugby league. And it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me.